0: In our last two episodes, we covered some high-level AI concepts, but what can our clients do with it today, right now? It seems like everybody's using it for something. So we're gonna take the AI topic down to the user level, to the person who's creating and scheduling stuff every day, but who isn't an AI expert. To talk about that with me today, I'm here with Debbie DeWitt, Marketing Communications Manager for Physics. Hi, Deb. Hi, Derek. I'd like to thank Deb for talking to me today and of course everybody out there for listening to this episode of Digital Signage Done Right. Don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast and you can follow along with the transcript on the physics website under resources, podcasts, and there'll also be lots of helpful links in that transcript. Whether you're using digital signage or not, our podcast gives you practical tips for communications and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. So we talk a lot about creating content on this podcast and we've talked already about how AI is, well, it's coming and it's coming fast. But if I'm managing my organization's digital signage, how does AI help me like today?
1: Well, like you said, we talk about creating content a lot on here, but we always talk about it like it's a challenge or it's a burden or like some heavy thing on your back, but it's also creative and exciting. And I think that's especially true when you add in artificial intelligence or AI, um, using AI to create content, you can get more personalized and more relevant messaging that will really resonate with your audience.
0: But is that true? Like now can I do that now? Yes, you can. Yep.
1: Yep. For this episode, we're going to talk about how you can use AI tools right now to plan, create, and edit content, uh, how it can help you as a scheduler, and how it can help you manage and motivate your
0: content contributors, your users. Oh, so practical stuff. Excellent.
1: Yes. (laughs) We like practical tips.
0: Yes, we do. Uh, And like you said, this is based on the level of AI tech as of this episode. Obviously, it's an evolving space, and it's all going to change in the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot on the horizon that's going to come out soon. And who knows, maybe we'll do another one. But right now, We're just talking about ChatGPT, BARD, some of the things that uh, people should be familiar with and how they are right now. So please don't send us complaints if you listen to this in two years and you're like, that's gone or there's something so much better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because things are going to change. I mean, that's breakneck speed, I think, is the uh, cliche that comes to mind. Okay, so how can I use AI to create content for my digital science right now, today?
1: Okay, so the most common things that at least our users use to create content, um, they need to make text, images, and video. And there are AI tools out there that can help you with those things right
0: now. Okay, so let's start with uh, text and copywriting.
1: Sure, you can use AI chat tools to create and edit text for your messages. That's a pretty easy one, right off. I mean, certainly Word has you know your review tools in there to check your grammar, spelling, things like that. But these might give you a few more options, things like ChatGPT, Bing Chat, Bard, whatever you like better. Um, I personally like ChatGPT the best. I've played with them, and that's that's kind of my friend when it comes to text. But before you even get to that stage, you can use them to give you ideas for your text. Uh. So you just need a subject or a topic and then you can ask it to create short blocks of text that you can use.
0: Right, it's a, it's kind of a brainstorming or spitballing tool.
1: Yeah, if you have a topic, ask it, what are 10 things I can say about this? And it'll give you ideas, and then you can drill down into those to get your actual text.
0: And I'm guessing uh, a lot of this is about the prompts. We're seeing a lot of uh, stuff out there on the web about prompt engineering and all this. People know prompts are the words that you use to ask the AI tool to accomplish something and they can be very broad or they can be very detailed. At least
1: have an idea for a message or a campaign topic. So start with that and then you can tailor that prompt for your needs. Like you said there's a lot out there on the web about how to write prompts more effectively. Go check some of those things out. Main thing is kind of letting it know what you're trying to achieve and the topic you want to cover and then kind of massaging it as you, as you work through it with it and just you know, act like it's a person, have a conversation with it
0: until you get what you need. Okay, so can you give me like a concrete example? Of course I can.
1: So let's say you're a manufacturer and you want to show safety tips. That's always popular, you need to always remind people of that. So you could put in a prompt, I'm gonna use chat GPT, you type in, show me some safety tips and just keep generating ideas. It's gonna give you a list, it tends to go with, you know, four, six, 10, but you can keep saying, give me more. As soon as it gives you that list, just say, thanks, give me more ideas. I always say thank you because I treat it like it's a person and I want it to... To like you. I, <laughs> yes, and I want it to learn kindness. I do. I want it to you know, be trained in kindness. Yeah. But uh, you can just keep saying, great, got any more ideas? Mm. But the more specifics you give it will help narrow down those options. So instead of just saying, show me some safety tips... Try something like, show me safety tips for manufacturing employees in a glass foundry under
0: 20 words each. Right, so it's going to give you something specific to that context. It's not going to say, uh, don't drink bleach or no running with the scissors.
1: Right. And it's not going to be perfect. It may not know everything about a glass foundry. Basically what I did there was say the topic, show me safety tips, then tell it for where, for who, and then give it some parameters. Like I said, make them 20 words each or under 20 words each. You know, if you want, you can start with that big list and it usually gives you not just four words like wear hard hats, I guess that's three words but it doesn't normally do that it tends to give you a sentence or two maybe even a paragraph so you might let it do the paragraph and then say great turn number one three and seven into 20 word messages right
0: or even less and you can even get more specific you can specifically tell it give me these tips in this particular context for digital science or for social media or whatever i'm going to make a meme or whatever the purpose is, it knows what these things are, or it can access what these things are and incorporate that into its suggestions. Yeah. I know you can also tell it tone, like you can say formal, or you can say professional, or you can say casual or funny. And uh, and you can even tell it the reading level, which is, I think, especially helpful if you're uh, aiming for students in a K-12 school.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you want to make it as concise as possible. You know, our standard text tips, make it concise, make it friendly. And there are a lot of websites out there, like we said before, that'll help you write those prompts. And some even have sample prompts for using AI to create content. Of course, you need to edit them to meet your needs, but it's a great way to come up with ideas. And this is also a great way to come up with campaigns. Say, I just want to put out one safety tip. Well, that's fine. But say maybe you want to remind your employees of all the perks and benefits that you offer. Well, put the bulleted list of all your benefits into the chat tool and then tell it to turn them into 20-word messages. Mm. Or put in the posts on your intranet that's getting the most traction, the most engagement, or something off your social. Throw that topic in there and say, hey, help me create a series of messages about this because you've already got some engagement, so keep reinforcing that on your screens. Mm.
0: These tools are also pretty good at summarizing large amounts of information.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can generate summaries of text from like news reports or you have an annual report that you need to pare down Mm. basically whatever will interest your audience you know health and wellness tips motivational quotes local event schedules things like that i use it a lot to basically throw in two paragraphs of text and say hey turn this into 50 words and it does a pretty good job. You may also find that it does cut some of what you had in there, but generally it keeps the meat of it, which is kind of I think an editor's rule anyways.
0: Yeah, and the other thing to keep in mind uh, always when using uh, AI tools is that they're tools. This is not coming down from the mountain. Yeah. This is this is an idea and something for you to play with. Don't just say do this and then, you know, copy and paste it and go, "What the AI told me to do it." the AI didn't tell you to do anything it did what you told it to do and it's generating options for you it's not giving you instructions
1: yeah it's not your boss it's a collaborator yeah
0: well, that's a nice way to say that uh you know another thing that I find quite interesting about these is uh, that you can very quickly translate messages into other languages obviously we can use google translate and other things but I I think you can actually say here's a message translated into French, German, Spanish, Czech, and Danish right now, and it does them all at the same time.
1: Yeah, it does that. I did that the other day. I I was translating words into 10 languages with one prompt, which was great, but I will say anytime you use AI to create any content, make sure you're spot-checking it you know, some translations, some facts, and definitely math isn't always accurate. Yeah. So,
0: definitely, if you give it a big logic problem or something like that, just check its work. And if at all possible, uh, when you're translating into other languages, just uh, give it to a native speaker or someone who's quite proficient in that language and, and just have them give it a once over. Just to double check.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: You don't want to accidentally use the wrong idiom, which you go, oh gosh, that is a totally different meaning in that society. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, and I think that plays into, we've talked about localization before. And certainly if you're going into different languages, hopefully you have someone on the ground in those offices or those branches that will take a look at those for you.
0: Right. And it's it's literally, it's done the bulk of the work for you. So this is just a moment of that person's time. Yeah. Okay. Now you also said it can act like an editor. So let's say I would have used the editor in Word to check my spelling and grammar because uh, I don't have access to Copilot yet. It's coming. And uh, for people that don't know, Copilot is the integrated AI helper that's uh, getting uh, pushed out to all Microsoft products, uh, including Microsoft Word. So remember Clippy? It's going to be like a, a, a much more sophisticated Clippy it's going to be able to help you with a whole bunch of things. Or you can just never use it. It doesn't matter. But uh, but anyway, so I've used whatever I have in uh, Word to help me out. What else can AI chat tools do in the role of an editor?
1: Well, it can critique your text and reword it based on your goals. Mm. Again, this this takes a little more finessing of your prompts, but you can say any type of text. Say you have a press release or something, you can put it in there and say, what do you think about this? And it'll actually critique it and say, oh, it's very clear Or uh, you might want to talk a little bit more about the challenges and why you went with this product or whatever. So you can do the same thing if you've got, again, a paragraph of text that you are thinking of turning into a message for digital signage. You know, use the AI to create that content and just do it based on your goals. Another good thing it can do with a critique is you can actually give it some parameters like I'm trying to appeal to my IT team with this message. Any suggestions? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really good about knowing audiences and you know large audience groups we're talking, especially on the consumer side, but it does know some generalities. And so, for example, you might have some message that you say, I want this to appeal to sales and it will say, okay, say what the benefit is to them. And if I want it to appeal to IT, they might say, go into more technical detail. It's going to make it much more fluid than what I just said. I'm totally paraphrasing. It's going to give you much better feedback than that, <laughs> but it is good as an editor to, to talk about the different type of audience. And like you said about K-12 schools, if you tell it an age range, it's probably going to tell you maybe some different language, you know, change out that vocabulary.
0: Yeah. which I think is quite nice. You can take one message. And if you have say like have a digital signage deployment, the You know, you have one playlist going to this section of your facility because these kinds of workers are there and then different messages go on different screens in another part of the facility because that's IT or what have you. You can take the same message that everybody needs to see and you can just tweak it for each location.
1: Yeah, and just like we talked about with translating into languages, you could actually say, can you turn this message into good text for my IT team, my sales team, my back office, my manufacturing floor? Do it all in one prompt, and it should give you four responses.
0: So on the on the subject of these prompts, uh, what we're really talking about is using natural language. That's really the key here. Google, you know, you can now you can type in uh, more natural things. You can actually say, you know... When was the last time that Argentina won the World Cup into Google search and it'll come up with it. But you could also just write Argentina World Cup win. Yeah. And that's it. Whereas with these AI chats, natural language is what it responds to.
1: Yeah, it is a chat you know, and a chat like you'd have with a friend. You know, don't treat it like search because I see people like torture themselves trying to figure out what key phrase to put into Google. You don't need to do that. My tip is to talk to it like it's a very capable temp you've hired that day. So basically it knows a lot about everything, but it doesn't know your company or your school, your industry, your goals. So you have to give it context and then
0: have a conversation with it. Okay. So what about uh, images and videos? I know that we're seeing more and more uh, AI generative image platforms and, and the like starting to show up. And I'm sure, you know, by the end of the year, there'll be tons more.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And on this one... Listeners, I'm sorry, I don't have a single recommendation for you because on the image and video generators, you really need to play with them and see which one you like best. All the interfaces are very different. The results are very different. But once you find one that you gel with, like stick to it. I know one popular platform is Canva. It's C-A-N-V-A. It's really easy to use. And there's a free version for basic image creation. So again, if you wanted to say something about like a hard hat, You can literally say hard hat and it will give you four pictures of hard hats that you can use. So we we know we've talked about like Pixabay and going out and finding images, but this is a good one for some of the less common things or if you can't find them out there on those sites. Canva also has, like, filters and other tools you can play with. There's a pro version that lets you do more. Like, all of these, if you pay, you get more features, you know? Um,
0: Of course. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: I did find they have some video templates, like, quite a few video templates that you can quickly customize, which those would be really nice for content creators, I think. It's, It's a nice... Animated background and you just throw in your text. So that's another one. You could take that text that you got from ChatGPT, throw it into a Canva template, and you've got a video. And we all know video is the way to go. Animation
0: is the way to go to grab attention. And and really, uh, I think one of the key things here is the quality of the output of these uh, AI programs and also just the speed of it. If I'm using Camtasia, let's say, and I've got to go out to Pixabay and I've got to grab my images and I've got to stick them in and I've got to arrange them. I've got to do transitions and blah, blah, blah. It takes a X amount of time. I can do it fairly quickly, but, you know, it does take some time. With this, I mean, I can generate these videos in moments. So I could actually generate six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 videos In the same amount of time it would take me to assemble one using Camtasia or another program.
1: Yeah, because, you know, think about it. Even I I use Pixabay and things like that. But you sit there and you sometimes have to look at 10 pages of images,
0: you know, and it's like. I need a bear fighting a duck on a volcano
1: (laughs) right and that one's not in there i can tell you that however if you're looking for that hard hat you can either go to pixabay type in hard hat, and then go through the multiple pages to find one you like or you can go to one of these image generators type it in and it's like instant and it goes here are four and if you like this one click on it and you can alter it the way you want but i will say there are a lot of different things out there a lot of different AI image generators.
0: Yeah, I like I like Mid Journey a lot just because I think the quality of the images that Mid Journey generates is just, it's unparalleled right now anyway.
1: Yeah, I have played with Mid Journey. Right now I find it a little hard to use because Again, if you're on the free platform, your images are scrolling with 100 other people's images and you have to find it in the thread. But, you know, it's pretty cheap to get an account. So I think I'm going to do that because the images I've seen come out of
0: it. They're, They're stunning. They're photorealistic. Yeah. If you want keep in mind, you can specify like an oil painting, like Van Gogh, like Dolly, like a pencil sketch, photorealistic, computer generated art. AI art, whatever you want. Video game. Video game, yeah. uh, yeah, uh, Mario Brothers, you know, early PlayStation, uh, whatever you want. Any style, it can do it.
1: Yeah, and, and MidJourney is one of them. I've also tried Dali, which is made by OpenAI, the same people who made ChatGPT. And Bing has incorporated Dali tech into their image generator, so that's a free option.
0: Yeah, like you said, I think it's about trying several of them, and then whichever one seems like a good fit for you, that's the one you use. And it also kind of, like you said, it depends on if you're using the free version or the paid version, because you you may have more tools and options, or you might get prioritized uh, if you have the paid option i know Mid Journey does this sometimes you're on the free version and you get a message that says sorry we're swamped we can't do any free images right now well if you know if i had a subscription uh, that wouldn't happen to me
1: yeah that's true with all of these tools sometimes i get kicked out of chat gpt because they're just overloaded everybody's jumping on this and i am thrilled about that so the good news is most of the subscriptions i've seen are pretty affordable
0: yeah Yeah, especially Especially if the company's paying for it, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Nice
1: one. Yeah, so it's about trying the one that you like best, and in that vein, instead of talking about a lot of different video AI generators or AI video generators, uh, we're going to put a list of 10 free text-to-video AI generators for you to try in this transcript. So if you're just listening, you're going to need to go to the transcript to get that link, or you can Google it, or you can ask a chat bot. To give it to you. Just play with them. You know, they work better for some things than for others. I think they're better for things like hard hat than a fox chasing a bear on a beach or whatever your weird duck on your head example was. Volcano. Volcano. Volcano, Sorry. Volcano. Volcano. Come on.
0: Come on. Volcano bear. It's going to be the Hollywood hit. Hashtag volcano bear. Hashtag volcano bear. One of the tricksy things I find when using uh, sites like Pixabay is sometimes I'm not looking for something specific like hard hat or sandwich. Sometimes I'm looking for something like measurement or success or whatever. And so, you know, I have to scroll through all these images. Uh, These things are actually kind of good at things like this, right? Like I can say employee benefits and it goes, okay, what about these? And then you can ask it to fine tune. You can do alternate versions and so on.
1: Yeah. Again, it's all about those prompts. And again, there are for video and images, uh, some sample prompts uh, that you can take off the web and then edit for your needs. But even for images and videos, you can give these things context, like I want to appeal to office workers, twenty to thirty years old, and it can suggest imagery for that group. And yeah. I definitely say on the localization side, you want to pay attention to where this is going to show and make sure, especially if like you have people in that group, you know, make sure they look like the people where you're showing it.
0: Right. Hey, the Tokyo office. Uh, maybe uh, maybe have a bunch of Japanese people in the image. And searching through an online catalog for a corporate setting bunch of Japanese people only Japanese people could take ages with an AI generator moments
1: Yeah, and the good news is just like on anyone who's used anything like Shutterstock or iStock You can also tell it don't include people so you can Uh, give it you know parameters like that You can tell it the artistic style just use adjectives like moody or bright or energetic and, you know, to me, that's the fun part. You can get really creative with these tools.
0: How do you feel about uh, Microsoft adding AI to all their Office products? Are you for it?
1: I'm not only for it, I am waiting for it. I'm like, come on, let's You're go, on let's go, list. let's go. Like, <laughs> well, no, I think they're still beta testing as of this episode, but I'm not sure. But Adobe, I am on their list for Firefly, which is Adobe's adding AI into their creative cloud tools. So Photoshop, Illustrator, mm. InDesign, all of that's going to get AI. And I cannot wait
0: All right. So that's using AI to create content and edit content. Now, you also said at the top, it can help with scheduling. How can it do that?
1: Well, go back to the temp that you just hired, right? I did a little experiment. So once you create your content, you put a list of everything you have and ask the AI, what are some scheduling options? So here's my little experiment I did, and sorry, you're gonna wanna go to the transcript for this, it's pretty detailed. (laughs) Um, I need help scheduling content for digital signage in my office for next week. I have three videos, six messages, and one event schedule. All employees are in the office from nine to five, Monday through Friday. There are four screens, What's the optimal schedule to ensure everyone in the office sees each piece of content at least 10 times during the week? And
0: that is what you typed into the chat window.
1: That is, that the, was the my prompt, box. yeah, that was my prompt. That's where you can see these prompts can get very detailed. I could have just said, I've got three videos, six messages, an event schedule, how should I schedule them? Right. But that okay. wouldn't have given it enough information.
0: Right, you need you need to help it focus because it's got, it's got so much in there. Okay, so what did it give you back? It gave me back a ton,
1: it was great. It said, divide the workday into 10 minute blocks. Each video will play once per day on all screens. Schedule each video to play at a different time on each screen to avoid redundancy. For example, on Monday, video one will play on screen one at 9 a.m., on screen two at 11 a.m., on screen three at 2 p.m., and it went on from there. And then it told me to repeat that pattern for the other two videos on Tuesday and Wednesday. It said, schedule each message to play every two hours, starting at 9, 10 a.m. This means that each message will play four times a day. And then it gave examples about on this screen at this time, blah, blah, blah. Then it said, schedule the event schedule to play every hour, starting at 9, 20 a.m. This means it will play eight times a day. And then it told me all the days and times that the event schedule would play. And... At the end, I love this bullet. This schedule ensures that each piece of content will play at least ten times during the week, and that employees will see each message at least forty times over the course of a week.
0: Right. Wow, that is quite detailed. Do yourself a favor if this is interesting to you, and go to the Physics Vizics website, physics.com/resources/podcast, and get all this from the transcript. It might sound a bit chaotic with us talking here, but Sorry. it's actually <laughs> it's actually uh, very logical and quite thorough.
1: Yeah, I was very impressed. I'd never actually tried this before I was prepping for this episode. I did like that. It doesn't just tell you, Hey, schedule this at this time. It told you why. Mm. And it worked out some math. And like you said, I did not schedule this because I don't actually have exactly that amount of content. I have more than that. So I haven't tried this. If the math doesn't work out, I would absolutely
0: go back and check its work. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then the last thing you mentioned was AI can help you manage and motivate content contributors. How does it do that? In our Access TV
1: signage suite software, you know we have
0: analytics
1: and a lot of other CMS vendors do too. Sure. As a manager, I hope you're looking at those analytics to see which users are adding content more often and what kind of content they're putting up. So if you have someone who isn't contributing much or they never use the data integration tools or a particular widget, or, you know, they only schedule JPEGs, or they only schedule videos, then, you know, maybe they need some training, or Mm. maybe they need incentives. Mm. So that's all in our software. You look at those analytics, but whenever you find out in there, feed that into the AI and ask it for suggestions. Hmm. You know, it has a whole lexicon of knowledge to pull from. You know, if it's not live on the web, like BARD, it scanned, you know, most of the web, like chat GPT. So
0: It's it's a couple of years out of date, but so what?
1: How can I incentivize people to participate more in our digital signage program? They have tons of just basic HR communications, motivation, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff that they can recommend. And again, I'm saying like, consider it like a coworker, consider it going to a manager, consider it that really experienced and educated temp you just hired. Hey man, I'm noticing this. What do you think I ought to do about it?
0: Ah, wow, man, I tell you, this this is such interesting stuff. Kind of makes me want to start working on some AI-suggested content or AI-generated content right now.
1: Yeah, warning, these tools are addictive. Uh, Using AI to create content sent me down a hole for, I don't know, a couple of days, and then I was really mad when I had to stop and go do the rest of my job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you can start using AI to create content right now. Use AI tools to help you brainstorm content ideas, write, message, copy, or tweak it, or optimize it, create images and videos, or again, tweak and optimize those and critique all of these elements and even fine-tune the audience that's going to be receiving them. AI tools can also help you figure out campaigns, it can help you figure out scheduling, and, and even who on your team might need a bit more support. Yeah, Yeah, that's quite. So it's not like you hired an intern. It's like you hired a bunch of interns.
1: Yeah, that's the beauty of it. And again, we're going to put links to all of these tools we talked about today in the transcript.
0: All right. So do yourself a favor and check that out. Uh, once again, visits.com slash resources slash podcasts. I'd like to thank Debbie DeWitt, Marketing Communications Manager for Vizix, for talking to me today about practical applications for AI tools and digital signage and internal communications that you can put into practice the moment you're done listening to this episode. Thanks, Deb.
1: You're welcome. Although I'm a little mad that you pulled me away from working on AI tools. <laughs>
0: you, you got the AI finger. You're all itchy You're itchy to get back to it, huh? Yeah, I am. Yeah, well, I completely understand. And once again, I'd like to thank Deb and thank everybody out there for listening. For more free stuff, head to resources on physics.com for guides, videos, and more to help with your visual communications. Please subscribe and share and contact us for information about our digital signage solutions.